Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. Psalm 15. David meditating on godliness. It's a really wonderful psalm. There are different kinds of psalms. There's laments. There's psalms of thanksgiving. There are royal psalms. This psalm is pretty much a meditation on what it means to live a life that's pleasing to God. So what we'll see in here is everything we fall short of, number one, but everything that Christ provides for us, number two, by His righteousness. Glorious psalm. Okay, Psalm 15, beginning in verse 1. O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent, who shall dwell on your holy hill, he who walks blamelessly, and does what is right, and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue, and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest, and does not take a bribe against the innocent, he who does these things shall never be moved. Now, all the Psalms, in one way or another, point forward to Christ. And Christ is the one who lived a perfect life. We fall short of the glory of God. He did not. He reflected the glory and image and character of God in everything he thought, felt, said, and did, the way he treated others. If you look at verse 5, he who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent is talking about being fair and just, not taking advantage of other people here financially. But there's other ways to take advantage of other people. And then if you work back backwards, up going up through verse 4, at the end he says, who swears to his own hurt and does not change. So if he makes a promise... He sticks to it. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. He doesn't uh, say one thing and do another. In whose eyes a vile person is despised. So he sees wicked, and he knows that it's wicked, and he hates that which is wicked, but who honors those who fear the Lord. So he gives honor to those who fear the Lord. He has his priorities straight. He knows what's right. He knows what's godly. Verse 3, he does not slander with his tongue, so he's righteous and holy with the way he speaks. He does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. So he is kind, not only to his neighbors and acquaintances, but also faithful to his friends. Going up to verse 2, he walks blamelessly and does what is right, that's his behavior, and he and speaks truth in his heart. Verse 2 is the first thing he says after he asks that question. Who can dwell in the tent of the Lord? Who can dwell on the holy hill of the Lord? Who's worthy to come into the presence of God? The one who walks blamelessly, does what is right, and speaks truth in his heart. Immediately, he gives these two overarching elements of holiness. The first element is in the heart. And the second element is outward behavior. Living for God always includes 
the, both of those elements. It is not just trying to get the outward behavior right. It starts in the heart. Loving God from the heart. Loving His Word from the heart. Loving His will and His commandments from the heart. Loving God from the heart. And doing what is right. And it is not the other way around either of just saying that it's in the heart. But somehow, amazingly, it never makes its way to the outward behavior. Many can talk spiritual talk and feel spiritual feelings and boast of a great spirituality and love for God. Yet you look at their lives and it looks just like the lives of everyone else in the world. And it's hypocritical. And so both of those things, godliness in the heart, godliness in the outward behavior. Now, can we attain to that on our own? Never. I don't even want to give you a chance to answer that wrong. Never can we ever attain to this on our own. We are sinners. We are corrupt. But that doesn't change the fact that this really is needed to dwell in the presence of God. So how can we attain to it? It will be given to us as a gift. This is the gospel. It's given to us as a gift. It's called justification by faith. We place our faith in Jesus Christ. And by virtue of his righteous life and his sacrificial death, he credits his righteousness to us. So that that the unholy sinner like me and the unholy sinner like you can really be holy in God's eyes. Hey, that's what we're about here. The gospel. The gospel of eternal life. Not only for ourselves, but that's the message that we have to share. That's the song that we have to sing. This is the joy and hope in our hearts. Let's pray.